eyes fixed on Jesus. One of my priest friends was sharing with me his story of how when you, in high school he wasn't Catholic, but some of his Catholic friends invited him to the youth group, and there he had a deep encounter with Jesus, came to know the Lord, came to recognize the truth that the Catholic Church is the church that Jesus founded, desires, and is with. And so he went and he told his parents, he said, Dad, um, I've decided that I want to become Catholic. And his dad said, okay, as long as you don't become a priest. <laughs> now, over time, his dad became very supportive. His dad's concern, he said later, was, I, just wanted, I thought you were just going to not finish college and whatever. I didn't realize that in seminary you get like two master's degrees. He's like, but now that he knew that, that he had some misunderstandings, you could say, about the church. But, but my friend, you know, even without his dad's support, he knew, I love the Lord. I have my eyes on him. And if this is where he's leading me, that that's where I'm going to walk, even if my family doesn't support me. The second reading today talks about how we are called to persevere in running the race while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. Our opening prayer today says, God, so that in loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises which surpass every human desire. Let me repeat that. We may attain, by loving you above all things, we may attain your promises which surpass every human desire. That loving God above all things and all people is actually going to lead us to be the happiest. A student put it this way to me years ago. She said, Father, I realize that my parents want me to be happy, but God knows the path that will truly make me happy. Do you hear the distinction in that? Our parents want us to be happy, but God knows how to make us happy, where he wants to lead us. And so, given that context, we hear these words of Jesus, which are among the strongest in the Gospels, right? Because some people, usually people who don't know the Gospels or know Jesus, that they're the ones that will say, well, you know, Jesus is the one that said to love everybody. That he said to be nice to everybody. That's what Jesus said. I like to pull this gospel out when that happens. And I'll say, well, what about when Jesus says, do you think I came to establish peace? No, but rather division. That a household of five will be divided. Three against two and two against three. That, that seems pretty rough. It's like, whoa. Jesus, are you telling us that we need to like go get a sword and like, like fight or something? It's like, no. This is why context is really important when reading scripture. Because yeah, because I thought I thought God was a God of communion, a God that sends His Holy Spirit so that we could be united as one. But really, what Jesus is saying is that when you put God first in your life. Even the people closest to you may not understand. 
I remember I felt this even, uh, I was in college, and my parents said to me, you're spending too much time at church. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, and, and the way I got back was, not, not that I tried to get back at them, I'm saying the way I replied was I said, how are my grades, mom? She's like, well, they're fine. I was like, it's actually making me a better person. The proof's in the pudding, right? That this is helping me. And so Christ invites us to love him above all things and to follow the path that he sets us on. And it might be a path that people around us don't understand. And that I'm called to, as the Hebrew says again today, that I want to endure the cross. Nobody seeks out a cross. We're not masochistic. It's like, but we endure it for the sake of the joy that lays before us. That, yeah. I was talking to a student this week, and he shared with me that recently he decided to stop drinking. And he decided to stop being around people who were really bringing him down. He said, I'd rather be alone than be with these people who were just not helpful in my life. Now, he still had to be around some people, and how did they react? Honestly, he said they reacted by calling him names. Like, you think you're better than us? Don't be a blank. And he said it's, it wasn't, it's not easy, it's not fun, but he said it, it actually makes it clear that, that I know what I'm about, and if, if this person has a problem with it, it's their problem. But, but me, I'm going to follow the Lord no matter what the people around me do. That's the story we heard in, with the, the prophet Jeremiah today, that he's trying to be faithful to God, and what do they do? They throw him in a cistern, like a well, like a, pr a prison. And, and what we hear today is how the Lord works through this other person to kind of rescue him from that cistern. But the prophet Jeremiah is an example for us of my help, my trust is in the Lord. Like I don't need to defend myself. That the fight is actually fighting mostly myself to go forward and to stay faithful. And if other people don't like it and other people aren't happy, well, then that's their problem. And if they, if they do things to me, well, I'm not starting a fight, but if they choose to do that, that's their choice. But Lord, I know that you'll be with me every step of the way. See, God, when Jesus comes to us, he doesn't magically take away every problem. He doesn't make it so that we're never going to have to suffer, but that we'll never have to suffer alone. I was talking to somebody recently who's gone through a lot of difficulty in their life. And they basically said, I've gone through so much difficulty, why has God abandoned me? And to feel alone, to go through difficulty, is, is like the hardest thing in the world. But Jesus never asks us to walk a road that he hasn't already walked and isn't walking with us. That he's, he's with us. I think... You've probably already experienced this, but 
one of the ways that we're all going to feel this together probably is in this topic of pro-life, right? That, that, in, that in supporting women and in supporting their, their unborn sons and daughters, that there's a lot of misunderstanding and hostility towards Catholics. There was even a call a few months ago, I mean, a call, but somebody online, is, they called for you know, attacks on pregnancy resource centers and Catholic churches. Like they were just explicit about it. That the enemy we have to fight in order to have abortion in our culture, the enemy is the Catholic Church. So now every Catholic walks around with a target. It, I mean, I don't have to tell you. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And I think when classes start here in two weeks, you're probably going to hear about it from professors, from other students. It's not a fight. I didn't ask for that. But yet, as I seek to love the Lord and follow his path, I might have to endure some persecution. And it doesn't mean, some students have said, like, Father, I feel really bad because I, I didn't say anything. I was like, I didn't, we don't have to speak every time a topic is brought up. A lot of times, when people bring up a topic, they're not exactly listening. I don't think that'd be prudent. But I think maybe one-on-one -on -one when we talk to people and ask them questions and listen, that maybe there's more of a space to express ourselves. But here's what's interesting. It says that Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that lay before him. What is the joy that lay before him? Jesus' joy by which he for which he walked forward and endured the cross is you and I. Nobody wants to face suffering for some principle, for some idea, but we, we're willing to endure suffering out of love for another. That Jesus endured suffering out of love for you and I. And that gives us a strength that as we love the Lord, and we seek to follow him wherever he leads, that the truth is that he's the one who's with us every step of the way. My priest friend who, whose father misunderstood him a little bit, now, years later, having watched his son walk this journey, now wants to become Catholic. That his son, who is willing to walk in the path of misunderstanding and persecution, out of incredible love that leads to true joy, that now that father wants to walk that same journey. And so we pray for the grace today to persevere, to walk forward knowing Christ is with us. And our invitation is no matter what, no matter what happens around us, no matter what people do, that my job is simply to keep my eyes on Christ.